Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Michael K Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. 504 in the big city, Don and Dan with you on the K Show. Take you right up to 6.30. Right up. And then if you want more, Dan, then 10 o'clock tonight. Oh, yeah. We'll have the pregame for Knicks-Lakers. Yay! Right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. And Dan and I will be working together for the rest of the week as well. Excluding Saturday and Sunday. Well, the work week. Right. But I'll, I'll have a nice uh, little trivia for you on Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. What's this, Anthony? Do you remember what the streak is up to now? The, the Greg and I, the heater that we're on with uh, trivia. Oh, stop with your heater! If it takes five clues, man, don't you hang get, on the oh room my, for that. Wow, we're really going. See, that's yeah, somebody, that's somebody who's a little perturbed. No, see, see, here, hear no, me out. Fact. I'll let you be the arbiter of this, Go ahead. Anthony. Sure, you know, why not? Jacob wants to chime in as well. For those that don't listen, and I don't know what's wrong with you. Dan does a great job with Greg Buttle on the uh, the pregame and the postgame and the halftime show for the Jets every week. And I stepped down after 16 glorious years to hand it to my friend Dan. But I wanted to still be involved, so I figured I'd come in up with a, a trivia, which I do every week. And it morphed in from trivia about Greg's career and uh, into a Who Am I? So every week I do a Who Am I? It's usually whoever the Jets are playing. This week it was actually a former Jet. And they get five clues. Now, yeah, the idea is to stump them and to have them not be able to answer it. But to say you're on some sort of a heater because you get it right when several times during this quote-unquote heater, it took all five clues to finally get it, I'm not sure you're exactly on any kind of a heater. So what Anthony, you, what? Oh, but, 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 Anthony okay. heater or nay, or nah, as Peter would say, as the kids say. Heater well, or way. nah. Well, put it this way. There was a time where you were doing so well this year that they couldn't get the answer. So getting them right is certainly something. Okay, but but uh, Jacob, heater or nah? I don't think you could count that as a heater. Oh my Thank gosh! It, now it has to be consecutive. Are the rules five? That's that's the way we've done. No, this you're right. You got it. Five. You got it. But but I also think everybody wins. I think every my objective is honest. You want me to know my objective is to is to have the work be heard. I want to get all my clues in. Okay. So I look at it as a victory if I get all my clues in. Well, it takes two to tango there, Bob, and the other people have to get it right. <laughs> so what if you're telling me that there's five clues, that's the way the game has been played since right. basically the cavemen started it, all right? Just like in a football game, it's four quarters, 60 minutes. If you score a touchdown pass or kick a walk-off, like Eddie Pinheiro kicked a walk-off field goal yesterday for the Carolina Panthers, you're going to say that one doesn't count or the Panthers' win doesn't no, count because he did it on the last play of the game? It counts. Well, that's what I'm saying. So how can you sit there and, and poop all over the fact that we get it on the fifth um, try? I am not it doesn't happen all. each no, and every week. I am week. giving you credit, but to say you're on some sort of a heater when it takes all five. It's usually the fifth one, right, you Anthony? kind of gives it, it both away. ways. Because usually the fifth heater, one it has it not away. been the fifth clue every time. But but a lot, a lot of the time. Who was the one that I, at the stadium a couple of weeks ago, the, the um, 
Well, there was Jermaine Lewis, which which Pete, which uh, Buttle got out of out of nowhere. You mean uh, the he time he it out on the second one? You mean the time where we had an extended pregame show and really needed that to go really long, and he got it in two seconds? Yeah, because we had to do like two and a half hours yeah, or whatever that was it was. The one. Yeah. And what was the one that he? Did? It was the um. There was another one where he knew the person, or he knew him in college, no, or he was in the All Star game. The um. Louis Giamona. No. It wasn't him. No, but well. here's the bottom line. I think we've gotten it right for five straight weeks. That's a heater. Okay. That's a heater. Open uh-huh. the windows, put the air on if it's too hot well, in the kitchen. Gonna, do whatever gonna, you want. Gonna, it's a heater. I'm going to I'm I'm chew your knees right off, as Dan Campbell would say. You might as well pick somebody that only his yeah. close frim- family and friends know that he's even on this planet right. next I'm week. I'm going to go, you know, you, you forget about and, it. And if we get it, then that then I don't want to hear anymore. It might be this. it might be a commander back when they had the uh, the arrow as their logo. You know, back in the day. <laughs> you gonna go Chris Hamburg? Yeah, so it could be uh, it, it's yeah, swinging hey, Sammy Ball. You you might pick like they've become such a nondescript franchise. You could pick somebody who was actually only a commander. Right. So we're going back three years, and I may not know <laughs> right. who it the hell it is. Could be it could be somebody who was only on the Washington football <laughs> right. team. Exactly, and you might struggle with it. But uh, speaking of struggling, Jets and Giants both struggled. We had Robert Sala on back in the uh, three o'clock hour. And he would uh, not commit to anything Aaron Rodgers. What we got out of it was that if Zach Wilson clears concussion protocol, he'll be the starting quarterback. But the rub is, come Wednesday, we're going to either get uh, Aaron Rodgers cleared to play or he's done. So if he's cleared to play, they don't have to start him. But it could be very interesting if Zach doesn't clear and Aaron's ready considering how nondescript that Jets-Commanders game is going to be, that we actually spent three minutes talking about the pregame and my trivia part of it, might be the highlight of the whole broadcast, is that Aaron Rodgers, I think, would likely play, but there would be no commitment whatsoever to Sala. He's taking a lot of blame on himself, which he should. He's the head coach of the team. And, Dan, I thought you brought up an excellent point earlier in the show, and you even brought it up off the air, that I look at coaches based on, is your team ready to play? And what turned out to be a big game and Zach Wilson playing out of his mind against Houston and the Jets still very much alive against a team that had half of their uh, starters out of the lineup, that was a no-show yeah. against the Miami Dolphins. And Robert Sala deserves a lot of blame for that, and he did put a lot of blame on his plate for that, that no-show yesterday. Yeah, I mean, but it's happened a lot. You know, it wasn't just yesterday, right? We see... This offense just not being able to execute. And you look around the league and you talk about backup quarterbacks, second stringers, third stringers, fourth stringers, whatever, and they find ways to move the ball up and down the field. Okay, the last four games in the first half, this team has scored three points offensively. Yeah. Three! And I mean, it's the NFL 2023. That shouldn't be happening. And the other thing, too, Dan, is that we always talk about the defense, how good it is, and it is terrific. But it's really up against it. They've got to pitch shutouts in order to win the game. Yep. They also have to spend a lot of time on the field because of all the three and outs. But I thought another thing, you know, watching that game yesterday, is the amazing field position that the Dolphins were gifted throughout the game. Obviously, their first touchdown right there. They were living in Dolphins ter- uh, Jets territory all day. You know, so the defense gave up thirty points. Yeah, I get it. But when you know, when the average, what was the average starting position? You would have to say was probably around like what the thirty-five forty. Well, in the first half, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, in the first half. Oh, oh, by the way, the Jets' offense didn't get into Dolphin territory the whole first half, and the Dolphins are living in Jet territory. I don't care if you're the 85 Bears, you're going to give up points. We didn't talk about it either, and, and on a related note to that, and 
classic Monday morning quarterback, but we said it immediately, you know, right after the game. I thought the fake punt was ill-advised. It was only a 7-0 game at that point. You have your defense, have faith in them, punt the ball back to the Dolphins, pin them back in their end, an offense that you think is going to be neutralized a little bit without Tyreek Hill. Instead, the fake punt fails, Miami takes over at the 40-yard line of the Jets or whatever, and they put more points on the board. Yeah, but on the same token, if they get it, then it's like, well, that's what you got to do, Bob, right? You're sitting there, you're working hard as a coach, you got to do something. And Robert Sala was probably thinking, listen, I have faith in my defense that if we don't get it, they'll hold them to a field goal or whatever. We Seven nothing, any other team is fine. For the Jets, it might as well be 21 nothing, right? I mean, they don't score touchdowns. So I can't kill them for thinking outside of the box. Yeah, it's ill advised you didn't get it. But, you know, just trying to play it straight doesn't work either. Your team can't move the football. You said it earlier, you know, four four yards in the first half. You know, so sometimes you got to think outside the box because just playing it straight with this offense is getting you nowhere. If anything, it's going to get your quarterback killed, which it ended up putting Zach Wilson in concussion protocol. You know what? And look, the last time they played the Dolphins, Tim Boyle was the quarterback. You can have that as the, the built-in excuse or whatever it is. Through three quarters of that game. So they, so they had four yards in the first half yesterday. Through three quarters against Miami, uh, the first time around, they had 50 yards. Yeah. And, then, and two first downs compared to 18 first downs for the Dolphins and 320 yards of offense. That's through three quarters. No, yes 320 showing, to 50. Yes, is showing the graphic. 13th straight season missing the postseason. Longest current drought in the NFL. It's the longest current drought of the four major sports in North America. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Thirteen years. I mean, think about the, the the coaches and the quarterbacks and the general managers. You're going back to 2010. Mike Tannenbaum was the general manager. Rex Ryan was the head coach. Mark Sanchez was your quarterback. It feels like a century ago because it almost was. I mean, 13 years. It's ridiculous. It's incredible. It really and is incredible. So you, you know, when did you first start, you know, getting a, a, gr- a grip on understanding and knowing football, Dan? Like like eight, nine years old, probably? Yeah, somewhere in there, seven, eight. Yeah, well, you kind of yeah. understand it, and you actually want to sit and watch it. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out. My, my son's six, and I can't get him to watch more than a couple of minutes. He wants to do a million other things. I'm sure I was the same way when I was six, but... My earliest recollection of football was like 1975, 76. So I was like seven, eight years old. So if you're if you're eight years old and you started following this team, then and and they made the playoffs in 2010. I mean, you're uh, you're 21 years old. You're drinking. You're probably getting ready to graduate college. It's just amazing to me if you spent your whole childhood not watching this team make the playoffs. It's incredible. Right. And that's and and that and look that'll test you. Right, and I understand that there's a lot of temptations when you're younger, you know, your friends and everybody at school, you know, a lot of them root for the hot team and whoever's winning and who's going good. To be loyal for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in that amount of time, you know, it it says something about your character. It does. It's a lot like, you know, it was a lot harder to make the playoffs back in the day, but but I remember when the Giants went to the, not that I remember, I remember being told this, Mm -hmm. that um, the Giants made the championship game in 1963. So that was five years before I was born. And then they finally made the playoffs in 81. 
Think about that. It's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. That's New York football, no years. playoffs in the 70s. The entire 18 decade. 18 years. Now, again, there was one. There was no wild card, and then there was one wild So it was a lot harder to make the playoffs. Giants would have made the playoffs if you were under the current format or even the two wild card format. There might have been a couple of years in which you, you might have had a chance to be able to break that streak. So basically, my father wasn't even married. It was three years before my parents got married. And then they have me at, in 68. So at that point, they were on a five-year run without making the playoffs. And then, how old was I? 1981. I was, what, 13 years old? Mm-hmm. So my father went from being single to having a 13-year-old before he saw his team back in the playoffs again. Oh, my father was so happy when they finally made the playoffs. It was like, you know, incredible. That was that whole, they, had, they beat the Cowboys on a Saturday, they needed the Jets to beat the Packers on Sunday. It was like a whole big thing, and the Giants ended up winning a playoff game too, beating the Eagles at the Vet. But it's getting to that point now. It's incredible. Now, speaking of this, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, like, you know, rewinding again back to when we were doing shows in the summer. And remember, the, the convenient topic was always, is this Super Bowl or bust for the Jets this year with Aaron Rodgers and all the hype? And now instead you have mathematical elimination before Christmas. What were the what what odds would you have gotten for that back in July know. and August? It's you know hard knocks. You know. All the hype. All right. You're eliminated before Christmas because everything that could have gone wrong essentially did go wrong. Yeah, and you know what? You can excuse all you want. Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. I remember when he got hurt at the time. I thought, all right, well, listen, if they can just get some decent quarterback play, they can stay alive in this thing. And they did, just because it's the NFL and 14 teams go to the playoffs, seven in each conference and all that, that they stayed alive as long as they did. It's but, not even Aaron Rodgers. Like you said, it's not even the Aaron Rodgers injury. So, like We're going to look back and you're going to draw a line in the sand on the season, pre-buy, post-buy. Going into the bye, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. They were on top of the world. They were 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. As you said, hey, this team could maybe make the playoffs. Since the bye, they've won two games, and one of them was a, a, a miracle against the Giants. Right. And and you go back to last year, it was the same thing. Got off to a great start and completely collapsed around the same time. So that's also reflective on Robert Sala. Giants, stinker as well. Not nearly as bad, but still not great because their two drives that resulted in field goals were both extended because of penalties by the Saints. And one of them was a 56-yard field goal that actually injured your kicker. Defense didn't come up big in a 7-6 game in the second half and let it get out of hand. But DeVito didn't turn the ball over, kind of is what he is. They was running for his life just like every other Giant quarterback before him, which is a little bit disturbing because the Giants offensive line had done a better job. Defense was getting turnovers, didn't yesterday. But uh, overall, we kind of knew that the season was going to be over anyway. Uh, they're still mathematically alive, but I don't think anybody thinks that they're going to run the table and get the breaks that they need. But I didn't look at Tommy DeVito as getting exposed, Dan. I looked at, you know, maybe the Giants kind of live in – a little higher up than, than they really should have been. This defense didn't come up with the stops they needed to. They were miserable on third down, couldn't get off the field. As I said, didn't get a turnover. And offensively, they just didn't protect the quarterback. And, and, and a Saints team that was not great against the run completely shut down Saquon Barkley. And, you know, you learn a little bit more on each team as we move forward through the season, right? So, like, when the Giants went on that three-game winning streak, okay, who was it against? It was against Washington, who's no good. New England, who's no good. And they beat the Packers, who are now six and eight, two games under five hundred. Right. So and, and you led Tampa, right? And Baker Mayfield came in there in your building and lit you up for three fifty or whatever it was. So, yeah, look, I understand a win is a win. You're not going to throw it back. And the other thing that like we haven't even really talked about it. 
Darren Waller came back yesterday. I know. And I know he made a few catches, but it's like no factor whatsoever. It was just one of those days for the Giants where nothing happened. I mean, Saquon could not get untracked at all in that football game. And, and as we said earlier, I think the biggest thing that maybe frustrates you as a Giant fan with that game, or at least me, was that the defense played the way it did yesterday. Yeah, and again, not bl- the doors blown off, but just a the, the, the big, uh, was it like third and 16 conversion for the Saints at one point in the second half? Like They, were, they didn't get to the quarterback at all. They didn't get the turnovers. And it was, it was a it, listen, they still have three games left to kind of give you a better flavor. But for both the Jets and the Giants, we talked about it all week. We talked about it on Friday where they're giving you a reason to believe meaningful games, yada, 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 winnable games against the Saints and the Dolphins. And it became real. And then you found out that there's still a lot of work to be done for both of these football teams, more so for the Jets, because, you know, who who's going to be your head coach? Who's your general manager? You're running it back. And if you're running it back, what changes are you going to make? Because clearly this team is not as good overall as we thought. You can blame it all on the quarterback if you want, but that wasn't a Zach Wilson issue yesterday. That was a offensive line not being able to block. Um, There's a lot of issues for both of these teams, a lot of work that has to be done over the next uh, several months before we can start talking about either of these teams uh, turning a corner. Let's get to your calls at 1-800-919-3776. Always a pleasure to talk to Griffin in Connecticut. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Congratulations to your Saints. They looked good yesterday. Uh, yeah, I was very pleased about our uh, defense doing what it does, but I'm, I was glad offensively they looked, they were able to get a couple of things. That was the best um, time. I'm surprised. We per, we have, we've really struggled protecting Derek Carr. Did you watch really the game asked, yesterday, so Griffin? I'm very surprised that we kept him upright yesterday. Did you watch the game yesterday, Griffin? Yep. Okay. No, I only, I only asked because sometimes, Don, like earlier in the year, like on an NFL Sunday with the Saints, like Griffin went to a basketball game. Not yesterday. Too big a game. Yeah. Um, He's calling you out, Griff. You see, you should defend yourself. Yeah. Whatever. I'll just let Dan do what Dan wants to do. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Good. Don's you, starting Chris. trouble. That's what he's doing. I, 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 it was an honest question. You know, like you only get seven. I know, of these I, but I know you're snark, man, and you were being snarky to Griffin, and I'm glad he just moved on. He's he's above you, and your insults. Go um, ahead. I. Uh, I was listening to you when you said, um, and then I have a hockey question for you, Don, after this. When you said, what is the best, what is the second best team in, in the NFL behind the 49ers? I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. I think we we might have ourselves a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. Let's hope they keep the lights on for four quarters. Yeah, that's that right. Again. Remember that uh, in, in the in the uh, Superdome, right? Where the the lights. I know are. in our stadium. <laughs> yeah, Griffin. Thank you for the phone call. When, when I asked the question, what I what I meant to say, if I didn't say it correctly, who's the second best team in the NFC? Because I think that's the legitimate question. Like, who's going to play in that championship game in San Francisco? Is it Dallas? Is it Philadelphia? Um, I don't know who else it could be. Is it the Lions? I still think you 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 know. Life on the line, you're giving me, you know, give me a team that has the best chance to win in San Francisco. It's still Philadelphia. Not as presently constituted. I mean, not if Hurts' knee is a problem. Dallas has a losing record you know, on the road, Don. 
He's got a losing is, record. You know, what, what's, what's Slay's situation? Well, you He's see who's, who's calling the defense now for the Philadelphia Yeah, Eagles? Matt Patricia. How, How about, about that? that? The pencil. So you've already you're, – you're, you listen, you, Buffalo fired their offensive coordinator, so I, I guess you, you can get off the mat. Certainly Buffalo has. And I think Buffalo could be in that conversation as the second-best team if they continue to play the way they're playing. It's very fluid, right, Dan? I mean, everybody, every, you know, everybody was ready to, to anoint the Cowboys. It's certainly week to week, but those are the teams in the conversation. It's not Minnesota. It's not the Rams. It's not the Saints. It's not the, certainly not the Buccaneers. I think it's the Lions, Cowboys, and Eagles as the teams that could compete for who is going to go to San Francisco. Now, Philadelphia went to the Super Bowl last year. Um, Lions look like they're pretty good at 10-4. and four. Um, Dallas, they don't win on the road, but still that doesn't mean they can't get to the championship game, Dan. So uh, a lot's going to unfold over the next three weeks. But if Philadelphia loses tonight, which is on the table, although Geno Smith's questionable too, and that's a tough place to play, um, well, remember, it, it, San Francisco it, lost three in a row, too, earlier this season, and people were like, what's wrong with the 49ers? No, well, what was wrong with them is they, you know, they had no Brock Purdy, right? They, they had a lot of injuries. Well, Trent Williams and Debo, time. but still, they, right. they, they recovered. No, they did because they got healthy. You know, so a lot of these things like are, are, are dysfunctional among some of these teams. It's not all about injuries. Hey guys, are you ready to hit a home run with the best Christmas gift for your special someone? Pajamagram's famous naturally nude pajamas will make you a holiday hero. So good that they sell out every year. Naturally nude pajamas are known for ultimate comfort and style. Soft, silky, better than lingerie with a curve caressing fit. Here's the kicker. When you order naturally nude pajamas today, you'll get a free naturally nude nightie. That's a $75 savings on a very luxurious two-in-one complete gift. Better yet, with Pajamagram, you can even add gift packaging. If you ask me, that's one easy holiday gift that is sure to make her happy. Listen, we all know how good it feels to win. So why not win this Christmas? Hurry, go to Pajamagram today for naturally nude pajamas before they sell out. That's naturally nude pajamas at pajamagram.com. And please tell them ESPN New York sent you. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. To Football Monday with the Michael K. Show. Presented by Infinity and Slowman's. 1-800-919-3776 is the number to call. Let's go to Danny out on Long Island. He's been on a hold a little while. Sorry, Danny. How are you? No need to apologize, Don. I'm on time and a half right now, so I'm like <laughs> to wait all night. There you go. This, this phone call cost my boss quite a bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> so we started in August under the blazing sun, and it seems apropos that on a cold, rainy, windy, windswept day, we're pulling the curtain down on 2023. But Aaron Rodgers is refusing to let the curtain drop. He's standing there. He's he's, he's pulling back the, the shade. He wants well, he wants to get on the stage before the we dim the lights. And yeah, listening to the interview with the coach, and I, sometimes I feel bad for the coaches when they have to do these weekly spots when there's really nothing good to say. And you guys have handled it all year with grace. You've asked the right questions without being a, a nozzle. And he hemmed and hoard so much around that that you know my father used to say. You know, God gave you a father for a reason, or a coach, or a boss, and that decision belongs to you. There's no discussion. When your son comes in and he wants to drive the car, the answer is no. You know, I'm in charge of this family. I'm in charge of this team. I'm in charge of the business. And that's his decision. And for him to say we'll have a discussion, no. Because Aaron Rodgers hears that, and that cuts it off. So this is telling me that Aaron Rodgers is running the show, and that's why you have the the big load of chocolate soft serve that we've seen all year. Because there was decisions made, whether it was bringing wide receivers or offensive coordinators, or whether Aaron likes uh, sauerkraut on his must, you know, on his hot dogs. Everything went to him. And now, since you've spoiled the child for the first seventeen years of his life, you can't now pull it back. So now, the doctor has a paycheck that says New York Jets. He's in the room tonight with the general manager and with the coach and with Woody saying, you are not clearing this guy to play. End of story. So we could all hide behind that as an excuse. Sorry, Aaron. The, the, the doctor says no. Darren says his doctor says yes. We don't care what your doctor says. This is the doctor of the team, which has $40 million invested in your Achilles tendon. End of story, Aaron. Good night. If you don't like it, that's it. But because you're coming back next year, you want to win, and he'll get over it just like the child will get over not getting his ice cream after dinner. And it's just amazing how long this has gone on. I know, but... but Dan, 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 here's the the issue though is that Aaron's doctor. It's not like it's Doctor Vinny Boombats. You know, he's one of the most well respected doctors in the profession that teams all over the league and athletes all over the country refer to in Doctor Neil Elitrush. So if right. he and gives he the green light, go ahead. But no, if he gives the green light, I mean, I'm sure that there's yeah, some merit he, to it. I don't think that there's an I'm agenda sure, behind I'm it. I'm sure it pulls some weight, but that. That doctor does not lose any money if Aaron gets hurt. The doctor for the team's job, like the lawyer for the team, is to safeguard the best interest of the organization for 2024. Not just, yes, you can play, but in the best medical interest, we should let this heal a little bit more. And and since there's nothing at stake, I'm sorry, you're not playing. But 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 here's the thing, Danny, and thank you for the phone call, that that you're kind of missing out on. Everything you say is right with an organization that that's owner allows the football people to be the football people because the one thing danny got wrong is that 
there's the dad, and the dad in the room has to be the one to put the foot down. Who's the dad with the Jets organization? The ultimate final say is going to come from Woody. Now, in, in, a, in a functioning organization, the, not, the owner that's not an expert in football is going to leave it up to his football people, but Woody's going to have a major say. And well, Woody doesn't want to tick off Aaron Rodgers, and Woody is going to probably cave in to whatever Aaron Rodgers wants to do. So what's Robert Sala supposed to do, Dan? What's Joe Douglas supposed to do? Well, Robert Sala's going to tell Woody, the, the guy that basically has his, his career in his hands, to say, I don't think he should play? And then Woody Johnson's going to say, well, i got a meaningless game coming up Sunday in a building I want a full, have, have full on Sunday, and i got a quarterback that can decide to retire in five minutes who sacrificed $75 million of his contract to get free agents. He wants to play. He's playing. What's Robert Sala supposed to do about that? Well, I think that hits at home, right? Because as Danny right. said, that's why you have coaches. That's why you have bosses. Well, the head coach has a boss. And his boss has right. a boss. Now, so, he, now Danny rooted for the Steelers, and for the and, and the Roonies let their football people make the decisions. But with the Jets, Woody's got a major say. And it's always been, going back to the Rex days, Dan, you know, everything was a collective decision. We're all going to get in a room and we're going to decide. That's a, that's a nice way of saying, well, the owner is going to tell us what we got to do. So, yeah, Robert, so I, I could tell in Robert's voice. If Robert had a choice, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but you tell me, he would not have Aaron Rodgers play. But he knows that's not his his call. Why do you think he keeps dodging the answer? Oh, I don't. He hasn't been cleared by me. Nothing. That's an easy way for him to get in out of answering a question. He he's got no business answering because it's not going to be up to him. All right, let me ask you a question. Okay, number one. If, and I don't know the answer to this question, but if his fate is still, and I'm talking about Robert Sala, is twisting in the wind still for next season, do you think that winning these last three games will do anything to sway the decision maker one way or the other? It could. Okay, you say it could. Now, let's say that he has already been told that he is back next season no matter what. Maybe he's been told that already. If you're Robert Sala, then aren't you thinking about next year? And if that's the case... Would you really put Aaron Rodgers out there to risk no. re-injuring himself? Okay. I would not. There you go. But even if he wasn't told that, I think the instinct of a coach is going to be, i got to do what's right for my organization. I, I can't be the guy that has Aaron Rodgers go out there and get himself hurt again. But, but it, it doesn't matter. He would answer the question if he could. He can't because it's not his call. So it's easy for him to say, oh, I haven't gotten the, the cleared the medicals yet. I, we asked it every way we can ask it. Well, Wednesday, if he's been made available, will he play? And he, he won't do it because it's going to be the collective decision. And Woody's going to say, I think he should play. Or Aaron's going to say, I'm playing. I don't care. And I don't even think it's gamesmanship at this point either. Like, you know, like because both teams are going nowhere that are playing this Sunday. Washington and no, the Jets. No, it's not gamesmanship. You know what I'm saying? So, like, during the season, you can make that case. It's like, they're not going to give the other team any sort of advance notice to know who's playing, who's not playing. This one, it doesn't fall into that category. It just doesn't. Right. Well, we're going to find out Wednesday. But 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 we, we have to remember, it was also said by Sala that if Zach clears concussion protocol, he's going to play. Right. Which would then lead you to believe that Rodgers is not playing. But Sala wouldn't say that. He just refused to answer the question. So, But he did say if, if he did say that if Zach is not clear, then Trevor Simeon's going to start. Right. So that would then mean that, well, it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Because, but, 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 but the caveat, that's why we continue to ask questions. 
he said, until I get clearance from the doctors that Rogers is available, then it's not a conversation. So he's answering the question in the world in which Aaron Rodgers isn't playing because he hasn't been cleared yet. The world's going to change on Wednesday because one of two things are going to happen. He's going to be cleared to play or he's done. So what happens if he's cleared to play? That's going to change the narrative because Rosala refused to answer that part of the question. He's just going on until the paper is on the table on his desk that says Aaron Rodgers is able to play. He's going forward as if he's not playing. But that's going to change on Wednesday. Correct? It will. Um, You're going to find out one way or the other. Right. Now now he's going to be cleared. Now you can ask the question, all right, he's cleared. Who's your quarterback? Why do I have a feeling that if Zach clears concussion protocol, he's playing, that answer is going to change if all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is available to play. It may not change, but I think he may still end up sitting because who knows? Zach Zach may not be ready. Or we're going to find out tomorrow. Because Rodgers is doing McAfee tomorrow. Rodgers is doing you, McAfee tomorrow. Like, if, if the, you mean it from a medical standpoint, and look, you and I aren't doctors, but you mean to tell me that a doctor would say, oh, you know, we got to wait another 24 hours, like some miracle uh, thing no, is going to show they up? Know. No. So it's either going to happen by tomorrow, like he's going to know already by tomorrow or not. Now, whether he decides to disclose that is another story altogether. Right. But I think the narrative will change once he's cleared to play. But Salah was basically like, until he's cleared to play. But Wednesday, we're going to find out either way. Isn't and maybe it, he's not cleared and it becomes a non-issue. Then we're done. And then, you know, whoever's healthy is going to be able to play the last three games. But Isn't it amazing, though, that like this is still eating up so much of the conversation. We're talking about a quarterback for a 5-9 and nine football team whose season is over already. Right. And they're playing a team on Sunday whose season is also over already, and we know that coach is going to be gone, and there's going to be major changes for that team at the end of the season, but yet the availability of a particular quarterback, which is not going to impact the outcome of this season in any way, is the number one talking point essentially right now. Right. Well, because which is crazy. Aaron Rodgers has made it one, because in every other situation in which somebody does tear their Achilles or, or whatever, ruptures it, they're done for the year, they're gone, forget it, we'll see you next year. But because of his rehab and because of going on McAfee every Tuesday, he's left the door open to return. Right. And TMZ, as much as we can be sickened by them, never seem to get it wrong, have said that the target date has been the Commander's game. It's the last home game. It's Christmas Eve. It's a meaningless game that all of a sudden becomes the game of the week because Aaron Rodgers is going to play. And conveniently, Wednesday's the day they've got an answer. So Wednesday, tomorrow, you're right, tomorrow's going to be interesting because he's on McAfee. But Wednesday is really going to become interesting because that's what will determine really the only thing left interesting in the Jets season. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Justin. Oh, no, excuse me. Matt in New Jersey. You're on ESPN New York. What's up, Matt? How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Um, You know, know, I've been a Jets fan since I was a kid. I was lucky. My dad had season tickets to the old stadium growing up. And I graduated college right when Mark Sanchez got drafted. And my name on the waiting list came up right as I was graduating school and they were moving to the new stadium. And, you know, it was really an exciting time to be a Jets fan. And since that time, in the last 13 years, and, and, you know, especially going back the last seven, it's been such an unwatchable product. I don't want to go to games. I don't want to buy jerseys. I have a hard time even watching games like 
this one on this past Sunday. To, to think that I'm going to spend money on this team is just so far of a pipe dream. I don't want to play Madden, and I, I don't. I just have such little interest when this team puts out a season like this. And you know, I, I just don't know what the cure is other than winning. And I just have zero confidence that that's ever going to happen with Woody as the owner at this point. But Matt, Matt, you know what's going to happen? Murphy's Law, the minute you stop giving your money and the minute you stop supporting and all that other stuff, you know that the tide is going to turn like that. That's just the law of averages, Uh right? Like The the, the minute you decide to say, I don't want to go to games anymore, I'm giving up my tickets, that's a Super Bowl trip, guaranteed, because it can't happen any other way. Dan, do you have any idea why I'm still invested? It's literally exactly what you just right? said. That's it. But it well, hey, but, Matt, but I've I, been there. Matt, I've been there. Trust me. <laughs> been there for years. My family, same thing. It, it's, it's, it's all, all I'll say, Matt, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be as positive as possible. If, if Aaron Rodgers, and he should be healthy next year, there's no reason to believe whatever you felt at the beginning of this year can't be the case next year. A healthy Rodgers. They saw what went wrong this year. Hopefully they correct it. At le- the whole answer has been quarterback. What's been the one consistent thing about this franchise basically since Namath is not being able to find the franchise quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy, even at the age of 40 next year, he is still a franchise quarterback. So there's going to be hope. Now, can he get hurt? Can the offensive line get him killed? I mean, there's a lot. There's a million things, Matt, that can go wrong. And thank you for the phone call. But at the end of the day, it's it's about finding a quarterback. And if you're looking for some slither of hope, is that they should have a quarterback, Dan, next year. And his name is Aaron Rodgers, and there's no reason that the hype can't be real and that maybe this was just a, a huge dress rehearsal that can be to their benefit next season. But there's still other work to be done with this roster. Well, that's why I said dress rehearsal. Yeah. So they actually got to see what went wrong make the necessary replacements and make sure that it doesn't happen again. And the other th- and the biggest thing, maybe even bigger than the offensive line, Dan, is making sure that you have a competent quarterback backing Aaron Rodgers up next year. That God forbid if it happens again, you're not going to have to go through 2023 part 2. Hey, when I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my lineup cards, the latest team stats, and of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition, even when the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle, and neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea, take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea, join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. The Point God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. Giants played the Seahawks. The Seahawks had like two starting offensive linemen. The other three guys were hurt. They still found a way to win the game. You would have an argument if this team was okay, not great offensively. 
if there were moments. They don't even give you moments. They got shut up by Miami. Miami is a, not even a top 10 defense. I, I looked it up. They're 12th in points. They're like 13th against the run. They're a nice defense. They're not a great defense. And you got shut out. And they destroyed your quarterback. So, yeah, a bad offensive line. You're not going to win a championship. You're not going to go very far. But we're talking about one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. Not be able to score a touchdown for weeks. I mean, they didn't spend any time in the, the, the Dolphins' side of the field until the second half of the game. This has been an anemic offensive team beyond the injuries. Well, I couldn't have done it without Dan. Yeah, but I didn't say anything during that. But, uh, but, but again, sequence. we work together. We make things happen. You, you clear lanes. You By the block, way, you create holes. Chemistry. What, what level, if you wanted to rate like a, on a scale of 1 to 10, an annoyance level... You're sitting down, not even moving, and you realize that your shoe is untied. And you have to sit through that knowing your shoelace is untied and your, your, your shoe is looser on your foot. Like, where does that rank? Well, if you've got an issue, it ranks high. If you're not getting up, what is it, why does it bother you? No, but I know it's there. That's why. Like, I think well, for me it's a solid seven. No, it, it, it annoys me, too, but that's on us. We, that, that shows that we have issues. Well, I don't think it's like an anger management thing. You don't act out um, on it, but I could still feel the annoyance. So it, it's untied right now. No, I, I took I, care of it during the break, but I think I did one to maybe two segments to where the shoe was basically not even on my foot. I think it affected you. I think you brought it to the air. No, but I, like I said, I rectified it. It's a rectification well, that's whole, situation. That's the whole point. It's one of the... The great passages of time, knowing how to tie your shoes. By the way, the um, well, I, I tied them, but again, eight hours later, it, yeah. it came, the famous toastery bowl appears headed to overtime. Western Kentucky with an unbelievable comeback. We're tied at thirty-five with nineteen. Is seconds this the ago. mascot you can eat? No, that, that's the pop tart bowl. Ah, that's just a piece of toast with a head. Different. <laughs> a pop tart is more than just a piece of toast. Well, no, they're two different things. You have the pop tart bowl, which you can eat the mascot, but then this one is literally—they call it the famous toastery. Really? It's a piece. It's a guy in a costume that he's supposed to be a piece of toast. Well, I don't think it was very appetizing. I'm not going to start eating. We haven't even met yet. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Richard in Manhattan. You're on ESPN New York. Hi, Richard. Hi, Don, Dan. Hi, Don, Dan. Fellas, before we anoint the 49ers or whoever in the NFL champion, don't forget this past season's Atlanta Braves, Milwaukee Bucks, and Boston Bruins. They were all unbeatable. They didn't get past the first round, right? So. Oh, listen, it is true, but, but you, you would have to assess of all the teams in the NFC. The San Francisco 49ers are the yeah, clearest favorite. Doesn't and- mean that much. Hey, right. listen, you saw what happened last year. They lost Brock Purdy in a game they probably win, and then they've got you know no quarterbacks, and they lose the game. So you're right. Things definitely can happen, but if everything is equal, Richard, because it's different right. than hockey and baseball, but basketball and football, like unless there's injuries, there could be some surprises, but you kind of have an idea where it's going to go. And I, I would be surprised, unless they suffer some major injuries, that the championship game is not in Can- uh, not Candlestick okay. or San Francisco. A New York team has played on Christmas Day? No, Jets Dolphins 2006. Okay, that was the only other time. So, first time for the New York Giants. I don't know if it's the only time, but I just gave you one. I don't you... remember the Giants playing on Christmas. I could probably look it up, but I don't. I, I think this will be the first time for the Giants. That was one last it. one for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Four best players in basketball. I mean, arguably Jokic, Donkic, Embiid, 
Antetokounmpo, uh, I'll say Giannis. Clip it. And the fifth will throw in as the greatest new star, Wimbayani. What do all five of those guys have in common? They were not born in the Estados Unidos. What is going on with basketball here? I go in the city, Harlem, the Bronx, Washington Heights, Queens. Richard's rolling up in Harlem? You're rolling up he, in Harlem, Rich? I'm always in the neighborhoods. I don't see kids you playing basketball. You go to the basketball. courts? You, like, you got oh. next? You got next? I don't see it anymore, Dan. I don't see all uh, all Catholic school ball players here. I don't see PSAL uh, all city ball play. I, what happened to basketball in New York City? I, I, Kids I, I, don't play basketball anymore. I, I think they play basketball. I, I, I mean, it's, who's the last great basketball player we've had coming from New York City? We don't even hear about him. Well, you realize well, there are used 50 to be- states, and it's well, a global you, game. You're allowed you gotta, to play you got to understand something, Richard, is that it really, when you talk about the growth of other sports, <laughs> right, like you hear the more kids are playing soccer than ever before. I think the more kids are starting to play hockey. It's been open to different ethnicities now. The NHL has really put out an initiative to try to get more people to play the game of hockey, it's going to come at the expense of somewhere, right? It's the same thing with baseball. When I was growing up, it was basically, you know, you played some football, but a lot of parents wouldn't let their kids play football. But it was easy. You played basketball. You played you played baseball, right? But if if more people are playing other sports, it's going to come at the expense of other sports. And Europe has become bigger now, and you you the the scouting has become stronger. So you're finding more European players. So there's still plenty of great American-born basketball players. Okay. But right now, it seems like we've got an influx of European players, but it's a global I don't think game. it's a problem. It's a global game now, more than it's ever been. It's the bottom line. And if you're going to open up to more European players, it's going to probably take from the majority. LeBron James still there, all right? Steph Curry, there's other great players that are going to come up and they're going to do well. But Jalen Brunson. Very good player. I just, I, I just, the image of Richard rolling up to Harlem like Rucker Park and with the with the socks pulled up really high and the goggles with a basketball saying yeah, that he's got you, next. You just, you just nailed. It. Oh, and, and, and listen, hilarious. because he's a dentist, he probably is playing basketball with a mouth guard. Of course, you got to protect uh, los dientes. ENN, yeah, always a great vehicle when it's Anthony Pusick. Really is. And that's the way we're going to close out the show next, right here on ESPN New York and yes. Now, it's Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the season, the season to save at Ramsey Mazda during the season of Inspiration Sales event, like a new 2024 Mazda CX-5 for $279 a month, or buy and get 0% financing and no payments for 90 days. Find your new Mazda now at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN RN1736988. MSRP 32560 Tax tile registration extra ends one two twenty four. The Mercedes-Benz Holiday Love Celebration is going on now at Mercedes-Benz White Plains with incredible lease and finance offers on a variety of models and special incentives for current Amex card holders. Precision engineering and timeless design awaits you. And MB White Plains is the first Mercedes-Benz in Westchester to have a mobile service van. I can't wait to use it myself and remove the hassle from service appointments. Visit their showroom in White Plains or explore online at mbwhiteplains.com and start the buying process from the comfort of your home. Mercedes-Benz White Plains, proud member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.